Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we rewatch or recap television shows we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters could be used in different role-playing games. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined this week for this season uh, by my co-host Elise who is currently sitting on top of a roof playing a cello, uh, just a cello, I'm not sure if it's a cello or just a gigantic violin. <laughs> Hello. Um that is something that you will have to tune in to next week to find out. <laughs> Ooh. I thought it was. Do you like okay. that little hook? Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely. Everyone everyone, come in next week as well. Please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Always be plugging. Uh, we are a spoiler-free podcast. Um, and this week, or the, starting this week and for the next several weeks, we are going to be talking about the Netflix series Wednesday. Uh, starring Jenna Ortega and Emma Myers and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> uh, simply because it's really cool, I think. I think that's really why we chose it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a nostalgia attached, I guess, to the Adams Family um, yeah. because I grew up watching the, the 90s Adams Family movies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So before the show even came out, before Wednesday came out, I was already curious i suppose um to see what what it was going to be like um, i don't think there's ever really been I, a miss with the adams family yeah i never saw anything any of the older stuff so i'm hmm. not sure about those um but yeah i love the 90s movies i do remember seeing the old ones with um oh who was it the those i want to say sean astin hmm. that's can't that's be right sean astin was the the hobbit from yeah. Lord of the Rings. John Aston? Charles Aston? I couldn't tell you. Someone. Anyway, the guy that did play Gomez Adams way back when. Right. I okay, remember yep. seeing, I think Channel 10, I uh, used to have them on. Like, you know how they used to have Simpsons on. They used to mm-hmm. have Brady mm-hmm. Bunch on. I think for a while they were doing Adam's Family. Okay. Because I feel like I've seen quite a number of the episode. Oh, okay. But I don't know why I would have. Just remember mm. it being just a thing. I was like, oh, yeah, the Adams Family. That's actually really funny, as opposed mm. to, say, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, right, okay. Family television. That's, um... No. Yeah, wow, really really polar opposites, hey? I've just realised, please no one make me watch the Brady Bunch for this podcast. <laughs> Let's just stick with, with good shows. I remember seeing that Wednesday was going to start and being like, that's actually a really good idea. It's like out of all the characters who should get like their own focus show, Wednesday feels like the one to do. Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, she was definitely my favourite from the 90s movies. Mm. Um, that being said, said, in the 90s movies, I did love her parents. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you can't go past Royal Julia and Angelica Houston. They yeah. They were amazing. Um, I, they were fantastic together and... Um, I mean, we, we obviously will touch on some of the casting in uh, mm-hmm. in Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, that being said, even though I did love the parents, I certainly, Christina, are we going with Christina Ricci? Or Christina I thought it was Ricci? Christina Rishi. Rishi, okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, yeah, she definitely, Christina Rishi um, was definitely my, my favourite. I thought she was so funny and kind of wanted to be her, I suppose. I don't. I doubt you're alone there. I think there's a mm. lot of people who have based their their goth identity on Christina Ricci yeah. and Adam's family. 
Mm. And I think her, her, like, she made the film. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. there's basically the second film is them just going, she's really good, let's do another one. Yeah. There's so yeah. much more focus on her. And yeah. I think her success is why Wednesday works. Like, no one would have thought to do a standalone, just one character show before. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, I know there's been musicals and they've always kind of been in the public zeitgeist, but I think it's kind of the time has come for this. It's just all mm-hmm. these little bits of everything. And it's, to me, it felt very Veronica Mars. Oh, yes. I have not, even though I feel like I should, I haven't watched it. So you unfortunately, I can't so back good. you up on that claim. <laughs> um, for those of you but... who have seen, it's it's Veronica Mars meets Eye Zombie. Oh, another thing I haven't another, watched. Oh, wow. It's got <laughs> I'm that, you. it's that creepy, slightly morbid twist with that dark side of it, but still like the jokes. And then there's the mystery yeah. of, I'm just a little bit offset. Yeah, it's it's very good. Everyone yeah. go watch Veronica Mars, but also watch <laughs> Wednesday. Because um, we're going to, all right, let's, let's get it. If we'll you do, haven't already. Yeah, if you haven't already, let's just jump into the, the idea. So first episode, Wednesday's Child is Full of Woe. That's a um, great title. Love all the great titles title. of the mm-hmm. love the titles of these episodes. Snops mm-hmm. are serving grabbing from Netflix. When a deliciously wicked prank gets Wednesday expelled, her parents ship her off to Nevermore Academy, the boarding school where they fell in love. I, yeah, wow. I think that's a good little synopsis of what the, I mean, the episode's going to be. Yeah, look, that's yeah, it's fine. I I think I was expecting more detail, but um, to be honest, I feel like. Sometimes the less you know, the better, right? Yeah. Particularly uh, in a mystery show like this. Well, that's true. Yeah. Like, as I said, no spoilers. So we've got to got to keep it to what we've seen in the episode already. Um, and I will edit out anything that if we go over time. <laughs> um, but you want to keep it to the bare minimum. Just a series of events occurs that starts, starts rumors in the school kind of thing. Mm, yeah. And I I wonder with this, when it comes to role-playing games, how secrets, whether secrets are actually good to keep or whether you'd rather have everyone at the table kind of know and be able to see when things are getting drawn out mm. so you can yeah. react appropriately or whether you'd rather it's all a shock. I mean, it's really tricky, right, because you obviously are all sitting there around the table while playing D&D. Yeah. Um, and so for the most part... When, I guess, two characters are off, say, away from the group having a conversation, they're still technically having the conversation at the table, you know. So even though we're not there and we can't partake, we're still hearing what's happening. It's I, like I feel like in all the years that we've played together, there has been very few times when the players have actually either stepped away to a different room or um, communicated, say, via text or something so that, you know, so that it was legitimately away from the group and that we didn't all know. Um, yeah. You know, very few and far between, I feel. So it is tricky because you try to have, I guess, the semblance of secrets, but technically we all are sitting there and we're all hearing. So, yeah, I, um, I wonder about that because there's that level of meta knowledge, as you were saying, that you always mm, kind of mm-hmm. know that there's a conversation going on. Mm. And I'm trying to think of the times where somebody has stepped away. It's usually the dungeon master and a player when it has happened and even communicating outside, it's usually that same, same dynamic. 
Yes. It's never really been just two players. And I feel that two players, you still need the dungeon master there. Like they need to kind of know Probably, what's going yeah. on to just kind of say, well, actually you can plan that, but you already know about this. So maybe you wouldn't mm. be saying that. Mm. So it's never really just two two players doing it. Mm. And I'm wondering It what- almost makes it more fun though, yeah. I feel. Um, like knowing, you know, quote unquote, knowing a secret, but um, not being able to, I guess, address it because technically you weren't there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like um, th- I can't remember the details, but there was one of our campaigns. There was a character who had written a letter to the group and left it with uh, one of the, you know, so one of the players, their character, had oh, written a letter yes. to the group and left it with one of one of the other players' characters. And then and then that, that player left and, and made a new character. Um, but <laughs> the player that had the letter... I think I can't remember if he forgot or if he couldn't was he couldn't read or something. And so I, I remembering the we instance. never got we never got told the letter. <laughs> like but we all knew that he had the letter, but we couldn't say, Hey, you need to tell us what it says because technically we weren't we weren't to know that he had yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't know the letter was sense. there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm trying was that was that the Selvasura or was that before yes. that? No, no, yes, it was I remember it was Selvasura, now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was because he couldn't read. He's like, I, I, at some point I'll get around to asking someone to read this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then I think he ended up dying. His character yeah. ended up dying and, before. And I think we, we had to find like, the letter oh. on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it kind of made it more fun in that we knew he had that secret for us, but we couldn't do anything about it because technically our characters didn't know. Yeah, I th- I do like that as a secret where it's something that you know and you can kind of poke them occasionally and be like, hey, what's the deal with that? Hey, hey, have you got anything that you want to tell us? And just, no, no, it's fine. And that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> lets the the other player, the one that you're poking, kind mm. of tell it at their pace, even if you're poking them a lot, but they get to choose when you reveal it rather than being yes. like, I know you're, you've got something to tell me. Why won't you tell me? It's yeah, like, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you kind of know, okay, if they're saying no now, they must have a reason. So I'll wait a bit. I won't press mm. now. Mm. And well, I know that they... Forward. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good way to do it. Because uh, I'm wondering what level of meta-knowledge you don't want to give to other players at the table. Like when, mm. when do you... I'm thinking of a couple of examples recently like two reverse examples basically like most recently in our game your Mm. character um has some i'm trying to be like coy about it as though like (laughs) other people listening to this are at the table with us and don't want to know your (laughs) your character has like a parasite in them Mm -hmm. and you've told us that out of character and in character some of us know and some of us don't Mm -hmm. and i really like that because that gives us a chance for when it is revealed, like, to a character who didn't already know, we get an opportunity to react and, like, everyone else is like, yeah, of course that's the way it is. We know about that for Yeah, months. yeah, yeah. And then I'm also thinking of something like Critical Role, where recently they had a character come on as a guest who was actually a mole inside the party. And Ooh. the person at the table was actually acting as, oh, I'm just doing all this stuff. And the dungeon master had the rest of the the party leave and then had a one-on-one session with them and changed the dynamic of the character changed entirely. And it was very much something 
if they know that you're a mole, you're not going to be able to act the way that you should be. Like yeah. everyone else needs to to think that you're legit. Otherwise, they're going to. Yeah. There's no way that they can actually do it properly. That sounds really cool. It was. It was. And I'm also wondering if that is ties in with an audience as well. That if when you've got an audience like, say, in this show, in Wednesday, do you want to let them in on certain elements of the secrets? Do you mm. want them to know stuff that the characters then don't? I, yeah, I feel like generally you do, right? Because that mm. almost heightens things where, say, for example, we know something about, I don't know, a character that Wednesday's talking to, mm. you know, and she, you know, it's almost like, like, no, don't, don't go to talk to them because, you know, they're whatever. They're sus. And yeah, yeah. But she, for whatever reason, doesn't realise because she doesn't have as the information that we have. Mm. So yeah, definitely. I feel like it, it, it helps us as an audience, I guess, connect with the show. Um, I'm just thinking the example in this episode we see the Adams drive away after dropping Wednesday off and they, like, leave Thing behind to watch over mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And for a good 10, 15 minutes, Thing's just kind of creeping around watching her, but we yeah. know he, Thing's there, but but Wednesday doesn't. Yes. Whereas something like... Yeah, so, it's, the, yeah, so yeah. we'd almost be watching and being like, oh, like, just if you just turn around, you'll just see him. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see Thing watching you. Um mm. Whereas the the monster that eats the hiker at the start, we haven't even gone through the like the episode outline yet. But there's a monster and it eats someone. Um, we don't see what it is until the the final moments of the episode. And so we could have seen it at the start, but it's a better reveal later on. Like we see that when Wednesday discovers it, rather than yes, yeah. I do. I like that. I like like I do agree that they should hold the monster. I mean, kind of to be honest, as long as they can. Because mm. I feel like it does heighten the... I mean, you know, your imagination's always going to be worse than reality, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So it, it certainly heightens the tension. That being said, I feel like this monster in particular <laughs> looked pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> so for one I was term, fine with it. I <laughs> thought it was okay, actually. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, I'll get it. I'll put it. I'll put photos of it up on Insta and stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just I was I was very surprised at how ridiculous it looked. Um, With the bug eyes and the like. Yeah, it looked just looked so cartoony and Mm. almost like the the show had suddenly turned into like the Looney Tunes, but like (laughs) the horror Looney Tunes. Um, Also, that might be showing my age. Oh, um, everyone knows Looney know Tunes. know what Looney Tunes are. Everyone remembers Looney Tunes. Um, if you're talking about Tiny yeah, Tunes, I... that might show your age, but no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't know what that is. Tiny Tunes? Oh, okay. No. Wow. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, like, so as much as it, I do want the monster to be held back and the reveal to be something that's, you know, where we anticipate, it. I feel like for me it let me down a little bit because I was like, oh, what's the monster going to be? And then I was like, oh. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Bit tricky. It was interesting to me. It the first time I saw it, I was a little bit like, "Huh, that's the model they went with, huh? That's a lot of CGI." Mm. And then, mm, as mm-hmm. the series went on, and I saw it more often, I started to realize, well, Adam's family is a cartoon originally. It was little short comic strips that were dr- drawn, and a lot of this 
show in particular, they've tried to keep it true to the cartoons, the car- comic style. Like right. Gomez being particular um, an example. Uh-huh. So it kind of makes sense to me that they went for a more cartoony look of the monster as well. I mean, look, I'll have to take your word for it. I haven't seen <laughs> the comics or the... Yeah, this is a very what... broad brush for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also think as the show went on, whether it was because I adjusted to it, I'm not sure, I actually felt like I didn't mind the monster. I didn't find mm. it as silly as the show, as the series went on. Um, I, I think it's when you see it just for a couple of moments and you're like, wait, and you're trying to process what you've just seen. And how it doesn't really, uh, the times you see it, it's a close up of like its face and then it's kind of at a long angle and it turns around and it's like glaring at Wednesday. And you're just like, that's all you're getting. And then when you see it interacting with the world later on, oh, spoilers, I guess, Mm. um, that's when it feels a little bit more real or a little bit more threatening because other people are treating it like it's real. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Hmm. I like the look of the monster, honestly. I can I can think of a number of minis that I have that I'd use in D and D that look very much like that monster. Yeah, I feel like I can imagine imagine the minis that you all Ben <laughs> I guess would have. Yeah. The only thing I would say is though, like I guess it's tricky because again, while playing D and D, yes, you you might have a mini on the board, but we're still for the most part using our imagination based yeah. on. The description that we're given, you know, yeah. the verbal description generally. Um, so it, 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 I feel like in, in D&D it's easier to to bring out the horror and the, I guess, the scare factor if, if you're wanting to do that because, as I said, it is mainly our imagination. You know, you're describing this creature and, you know, we're, you're, not necess- you're not really going to say, and he's got these weird, like, cartoon eyes that kind of look goofy. Like, you're not going to do that because then that's going to detract from that. No, but creating. you might say he's got, like, bug eyes that are as big as dinner plates and they bulge out from his head and, like, they're all bloodshot. And you're like, that sounds yeah, really creepy. Yes, but then the players all the, are going to imagine that and they're not, they're not going to imagine a goofy, silly CGI Looney Tune. <laughs> So it's almost like they said they did the creepy one and they gave it to the animators as the as the cartoon one. They what? Sorry. They gave it to the animators and the animators like cool bulging eyes cartoon. I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe. Um, But yeah, I do think I think in D and D it's easier to to I guess bring the scary monsters. um, You know, keep the atmosphere you know serious and. Not I have silly. a working theory that um, D&D is based heavily on the horror genre just to begin with, or the horror yeah. movie genre. Like yeah. Your, your heroes that go and fight monsters, that's kind of what you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I wonder, honestly, whether Wednesday would be the best game for, whether D&D would be the best game to adapt something like Wednesday 2 to a role-playing game. Because mm. I feel that... D&D is very much about hunting monsters. Like, that's kind of a thing in this game, in this show. Yeah. But it's not really about fighting the monster. It's more about solving mysteries and finding clues. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's probably other systems. And one I'm going to talk about a lot in this this series is uh, Monster Hearts. Mm-hmm. Specifically Monster Hearts 2, which I'm going to try to get you to play 
at some point. <laughs> um, because well, if I could of, find the time, I would love to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I Because part of it is about being a monster yourself and you're getting mm-hmm. to play a vampire, you're getting to play a siren. And a lot of it is about being a teenager at school. Right, okay. And that's kind of what this show is. Most, yeah, literally. Yeah, it's literally just a high school show with monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, monsters, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, some like, mon- I mean, some, some actual monsters and some regular people. Creatures? I don't know. Monster implies, um, I don't know, like maybe an evilness, is it not? Or not I feel, necessarily? I feel we're not qualified to really delve into the etymology of what <laughs> defines a monster. If we had yeah, Tori true. on, maybe. I was about to say, we need Tori. We need Tori yeah. to, uh, to help us out. Uh, now, before we wanted to get any further, I'm going to do a quick rundown of what actually happened in the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Very quick. So, basically, Wednesday is going to regular high school, uh, Nancy Reagan mm-hmm. High School. And she doesn't like it there, because why would she? She's an Adams. Who would? Uh, and she responds to some some jocks bullying her brother by releasing piranhas into the swimming pool when people are in there. And it's a mm-hmm. great sequence. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> I just thought it was, it was so much fun. Mm. It is. It's really cool. And she, Jenna, um, her facial expression as as the piranhas are, are getting the boys, it's just delightful to watch. Oh, it's good. She has a complete deadpan expression for most of the the episode, but there is such joy mm. on her face when the piranhas are just yes. really lunging. And just like, there's just these little twitches of a smile, and it's like that's that's really good. You can yeah. see why yeah. she was picked and what makes this character happy. Definitely, definitely. It's very creaky and it's, yeah, it's really, just really well done. What I was particularly impressed by this sequence, because it's only like three, four minutes. Mm. When I first watched the series, I'd seen a couple of trailers for it. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. There's like a gothic boarding school and there's like a a mystery and it's like all creepy. And I watched the the first three minutes. I'm like, oh, wow, it's going to be just her at school the whole time at this regular mm. school and it's going to be so wacky. I completely <laughs> forgot everything just because it looked so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to see that show too. Nah, I feel like I'm happy with what we got. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, so. I, I, I just feel like it would, it would, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be as realistic because mm. if she was in a normal high school and doing these kind of things, like it's, they're not going to let her stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like they yeah. would bend it or break it. It, you know, too much for me to, to maintain my belief. Um, and yeah. we've kind of, we've kind of seen that story. That was what the movies were. It yeah, was that's like true. The, it was the Adams dealing with regular nineties life. Yeah. Yeah. Normies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and speaking of normies. So um, the family drop uh, Wednesday off at the Nevermore Academy, um, mm-hmm. which she does not want to do because she really doesn't want to follow in her parents' footsteps at all. Uh, mm. And while they're dropping her off, uh, a hiker gets dropped off on a trail and he gets attacked by some creature, which we later learn mm. is the monster. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. was a good sequence for me as well. I, I'm not going to do this for every scene, I promise. But there's a moment <laughs> when he's getting out of the truck and the driver like looks to camera and goes, you can't trust those Nevermore kids. They're all outcasts. He's like, no, no, outcasts are cool. My camp counselor was a werewolf. It's like, he was a great guy. And yeah. That little bit of world building of people are aware that mon- these creatures exist. Yeah, it's like- it, it took 
it I, I sort of felt taken aback a little bit. Like I was like, oh, wait, did he say werewolf? Like, you mm. know, I was always like, hang on, did, did he say werewolf or did I think he said werewolf? Um, but I do think it, I do think I like that. I like that it's, you know, they didn't have to dumb it anything down. They didn't have to lay everything out step by step. Yeah. Um, it was just clear, just very clearly, oh, there's creatures and they obviously live amongst with humans. Um, mm. And obviously some of them are friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It feels like a natural assumption. Like if this is a world where the Adams family exists, clearly this is a world where other things exist as well and are not commented on that much. Mm, yeah. So it's not common, but people are just like, yeah, that's just a weird werewolf thing. We're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. And I just love that it was done in like three lines. It yeah. was really well done. Mm. Uh, so they arrive, the Adams arrive at the school. They meet with the principal, uh, played by Gwendolyn Christie, who is amazing. Mm, in, mm-hmm. in all of this uh, and this is the last one I promise I'll break up we get the explanation of where Wednesday's name comes from yes um, and I very quickly wanted to ask okay so Wednesday comes from Wednesday's child is full of woe and in Buffy the Vampire Slayer there was a character called Sunday and there is the classic His Girl Friday now what day of the week would you name a, a RPG character what day of the week would I name an RPG um, I feel like I would go with Monday. Yeah. And I would tie it somehow to the moon, like, which oh, yeah. super unoriginal. Um, but I feel like I would, I would do that. Um, I don't know, like I'd maybe, or I'd maybe try to break it up and it'd be, it's almost like their first name's moon and they're. Second name's Day, and yeah, Die try to make them something. some kind of like Moon spiritual, Die. spiritual. I don't know, I don't know, so, but yeah, I'd go with that. What about you? I just go Thursday because of Thor. A little bit, like I'd have mm-hmm. that tie in with Thor. I have some sort of lightning thing, but I just like the idea of someone being called Thursday. Like Thursday yeah, okay. feels like it could be a name. Okay. Like Thurston is not that different. Like Thurston Howe from, from I mean, Gilligan's I, Island, if we're going I suppose, way back on But also, that's not a very common name. No, but Thursday. It's like, hi, I'm Thursday. I feel like it's too close to Thursday for me. <laughs> no, that's true too. Thirsty Thursday. I mean, Tuesday, Tuesday's a bit trickier. I feel Saturday is right out. You can never call someone Saturday. Yeah, I don't like Saturday. I don't like Tuesday because it makes me think of chewing. Mm. Um, I do like Friday. Friday works, but I feel there's a little bit of the connotations. Robinson Crusoe had like Man Friday, and that's like not not particularly cool now. Oh, okay. But that's that's a whole Uh. different thing. It's like we're not going to get on Robinson (laughs) Crusoe. But Friday's good. Yeah, like Friday's got Mm. some some weight behind it. I think Thursday and Friday again, kind of the Norse names like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They all kind of roll off the tongue as this is just a name. So, yeah, I just wanted to stop it and have that because I just love the, the concept of where names come from. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah. They, they put her into her new dorm. Um, and there's a moment when they say she's going to be in Ophelia dorm. 
And Wednesday turns to look at Morticia and just says, isn't she the one that was driven crazy by her family? Oh, kills herself after being driven crazy by her family. And she, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones has just this amazing look at where she agrees and is like, yes, that one, you understand how amazing it is now that I was in Ophelia dorm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just thought that was so good. Yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of, I think, lines like that that I feel like, um, not everyone, I think, would like because it's quite quick, um, mm. and I feel like some people might miss some of them. Um, Particularly and, when it's reactions yeah, as really, well, I think. Yeah, yeah, the reactions, the facial expressions, you know, as they sort of deliver the lines, it, it's just really well done. Um, and yeah, like it, it always goes against what you expect, right? Yeah. Like, um, like I remember this. Unfortunately, isn't from. Wednesday, it's from the 90s movies, but um, there's mm-hmm. this one scene where um, Wednesday, they're all sitting around a table eating lunch or dinner, whatever, and Uncle Fester's there as well. And um, Wednesday turns to Uncle Fester and says, um, pass the salt. And Morticia goes, Wednesday, um, what do we say? And then Wednesday goes, now, because <laughs> you obviously, you know, you you automatically go to think that she's actually saying, you know, Wednesday, what do we say? Please, please you know, yeah. please pass the salt. And then she's just like, now. And then Wednesday, uh, then Morticia's all please. But yes, that's exactly what she meant. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I like that it always sort of subverts what you, I guess, expect, what the tradition, what the tradition is. Um, I, I love that about the Adams family, just in general. Like mm. there's another moment later on when they're saying farewell and mm-hmm. Wednesday and Morticia are having that moment where she gives her the, the pendant. Mm. That's their initials. And uh, Wednesday kind of snaps her and is like, I don't want to be a, ho- uh, a housewife and mother. I don't want to be you. I am not you, mother. I will never fall in love or be a housewife or have a family. I'm told girls your age say hurtful things. I shouldn't take it. Unfortunately, you don't have one. Finally, a kind word for your mother. (laughs) And just just that, like something that should have been a cruel line is like, no, this is their affection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Particularly because I think what Wednesday says beforehand, like the thing that hurts Morticia, is so very hurtful to anyone. Mm. Like, that's not just... The, the Adams have an odd way of looking at things. That's saying, I don't like your life. Yeah. Yeah, and harsh. Yeah, that's like really harsh. It's kind of cruel, honestly, not in the fun way that they like. <laughs> uh, and also in between those two sequences, because that's, that's a, a scene coming up, we get to meet Enid, who I adore. Okay. Um, Enid is the best character ever. <laughs> yes, the uh, the roommate in the um, the o- Ophelia Hall dorm, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I think um, everyone um, has seen the um, the memes of Enid and and Wednesday together of the of the pink Enid in the big fluffy coat, and then Wednesday yeah. in the black. Yeah, dour, you know, dour look. Um, yeah, no, Enid is. I mean, obviously, you know what? Polar opposite to. Wednesday. She's colourful, mm. she's bubbly, she's chaotic. Um, she skips. She goes places yeah. by skipping. <laughs> yeah, she's so full of joy. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, it's certainly interesting to see what's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, because obviously Wednesday straight away is like, mm, so dour. anything but this, please, anything. <laughs> well, she literally says she's allergic to colour. That it yeah. melts, makes the flesh melt from her bones. And I didn't notice it the first time. And I was wondering about it later on. It's like, why has she got a different uniform and outfit to everyone else? Why does she get to wear black? It's because she's allergic to color. Like Weems actually says, I we got a special uniform made for you. Yeah. Specifically I for mean, that reason. I don't think she's li- like literally allergic to color. No. I suspect um, that at a school like this, they kind of tailor uniforms to the um, the student. Yeah. Um, but I do like that, you know, like I guess, I guess, like you said, it's sort of, it almost could be a possibility. Yeah. And yeah, it literally, we never see, you know, like when you look at them in their room, it's literally divided perfectly down with a line and it's like yeah. one side of the screen's black and white and the other side's like, you know, vivid technicolor. It looks so well done. Like the mm. visuals on this this series are outstanding. Mm. Yeah, it's really it's like, cool. It, I mean, it's obviously Tim Burton for a reason. It's mm. just it mm-hmm. looks so good. Uh, and Enid is also our our expedition exposition dump, uh, <laughs> talking about all the different people in the school. And it's the standard: <laughs> hey, you've got your jocks and you've got your popular kids and all this stuff. But it's going through the different outcasts that are there like the vampires and the sirens and i like that the vampires aren't the popular ones that's just yeah. a nice little touch um, and there's the line where wednesday just says something like i don't i don't care about any of this stuff it's like well just get it for information to fill fill your what does it fill your bottomless pit of disdain let me give you a wiki on nevermore social scene I'm not interested in participating in tribal adolescent cliches. Well, then use it to fill your obviously bottomless pit of disdain. <laughs> that sounds that sounds right, yeah. And it's I love it because Enid gets her almost immediately of like, this is what you're like. And yeah. I can put up with it. Yeah, yeah, I can handle it. Yeah. Enid, you're just a joy. She's a joy. <laughs> and she has a blog. She of has a gossip. She, has a blog. she just wants to be gossip girl. <laughs> it's just uh, again it's sorry another show i haven't seen My you're not missing much on that one <laughs> go back and listen to our episodes on it uh but anyway we get meet, we get to meet vampires we get to meet werewolves and we learn that Ian is a werewolf uh as well mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. we also get to meet the sirens and bianca who is going to be a foil later on yeah uh, and xavier who's the i guess the the what are they the resident um Dramatic artist, artist. yeah, resident tortured yeah. artist, and they don't know what he is. They just said he's an unknown. Yes, yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, I like that that there are people there who are just like we don't know what you can do. You're just kind of weird, so you get to come here. Yeah. Um, they. I also really liked because they kind of have nicknames for the different groups as well. Yeah. Um, I liked like vampires are obviously called fangs, werewolves are called furs, um, and they've got. I think a group called Stoners, is that right? No, um, uh, there's, there's, I think they just call them Gorgons, but they do get stoned a lot. Oh, no, I thought I thought they were actually called, I thought they were referenced as Stoners oh, or Stoners. Maybe they do. I mean, I think they might um, just be Stoners. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rather but, yeah, than and, they and, specifically call Gorgons Stoners. Yeah, I just thought they did. But anyway, yeah, and it's and it's Gorgons. I liked. I like that. Yeah. And then the Sirens are, are referred to as Scales. Yeah, um, I like that too. 
yeah. Um, I like that sirens are just an option because you don't often see them included when you get like mm -hmm. a group of monster people together. Yeah. No, to all, I mean, same as Gorgons, right? Yeah. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Normally it's like zombies and like a couple of other things. I guess I'm trying to think of who else would be in there. Like angels, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's always true. vampires and werewolves. And it's, it's just yeah. nice to see, particularly that Bianca is the popular girl and she's a siren. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, so jump, speaking of monsters, uh, we do also have a scene after the Adams leave of um, the sheriff, the local sheriff in the town of Jericho, finding that hiker we saw before who's just been ripped mm. to shreds. Mm. And it's revealed it's not the first murder. Yes. Like, oh, no, I, the third or the fourth or something? I think it's the third, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, I know it's Nevermore, but I'm just going to prove it first. <laughs> yeah. It's like, already oh, we've got an antagonist. It's great. Uh, yeah. And the antagonism between Eden and Wednesday is they like, like I've got in my quiet time to do my writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cute. And then she pops the claws. I love that all of her claws, she's painted different colours. I know. I like that too. It was so cute. I know. It was really she's cool. Just got, she's just a living rainbow. Is, yeah, literally. Is thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's interrupted by the arrival of, speaking of who, it's Christina Rishi. Yay! Uh, playing Miss Thornhill, the, the dorm mother. And she's also there to kind of give a bit of exposition. She gives, um, mm, like, yeah. this is how far it is to Jericho. And I like the way they're handling the exposition in this. Like, it could be, it could be heavy handed. Like, Wednesday doesn't know much about this, so it makes sense for her to ask questions. But it's always never too much information. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, like, she asks about Jericho. Like, how far is it to the town? And... Miss Thornhill's like, okay, so here's the rules about going to town and just be careful because some people don't really like us, that kind of thing. It's like, this is information that you would need to give somebody who hasn't been here before. Yeah, yeah. But they don't explain it was founded by such and such and this is the major imports and all those <laughs> kind of things that <laughs> yeah. sometimes you, yeah. you fall the trap into when you're running an RPG. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the next scene is the fencing lesson. And I <laughs> want to know, what did you think of it? Um, as, as someone who enjoys combat in an RPG, yes. Uh, I, what did you think of this? I liked it. Hmm. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if it's just me, but I do feel like fencing's kind of lame. <gasps> <laughs> um, it's so swashbuckling. It's not, though. It's not. Look at all the flips she does. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, okay. And, like, they wear the, just the ugliest, stupid costumes yeah. with the stupid face masks. Um, like, it, yeah, it was fine. It was cool to see. I guess I didn't expect her to be so um, athletic, I guess, for want of a better word. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I like, and I and I also like that she um she loses. Yeah, I like Wednesday. That Wednesday loses. Um, you know, you sort of expect her to actually come in. Like once you sort of realize she's got skills, you're like, oh, she's going to be this upstart that you know that um 
dethrones the the queen bee and you know beats mm. her in her own game kind of thing. Um, but she loses. Um, I like that as well because it is very much a player character thing to go in thinking you can just beat everyone. Yes, because definitely. I'm the person with the full name. I have two things. I have statistics. And you kind of go in and having your ass handed to you because you did not read the room and some people have more skills than you sometimes Mm, is mm -hmm. a valuable lesson. And it just nicely puts puts Wednesday in her place in this regard. Yeah, she's very shocked um, to lose. Yeah, especially because we've always seen Wednesday in other iterations as being the smartest in the room. Yes. And that in this setting would be boring. Like if she's just yes, the best I, at everything. I agree. Yeah, if she's just yeah, I agree. Which is is vital to um to RPGs. Like make your characters bad at stuff. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do agree. Um I do agree just to some extent. Um like, I feel like there's sometimes, like, you know, I don't know if you perhaps, maybe with Probably. one of your characters, um, <laughs> Stephen as well, with his, his likes to bloody commit. Um, you know, you're more than happy to, you know, take on, you know, whatever, a negative something, or, you know, you're happy mm. to sort of say, this fits my character to, you know, be, um, you know, to be bad at this for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. And I, I don't know if I've ever done it. Um, I might have maybe in just like a one shot or something, but I'm too much of a sucker for like, I just, like, like you said, I want to be the best. You want or the I want to try to be the best, the best sort of version of myself kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm sort of like, oh, why would I want to, but I do understand that it, it can, it can make for a fun backstory. It can make for a fun character to play. Um, but I feel like for myself, I would just get like, if I was for whatever reason, like missing, you know, half my shots or attacks, I would feel like I would get too frustrated. Well, see, I always go for the role play element of it when I make my mm-hmm. character bad at something. Specific, like the most recent one is my character has incredibly low wisdom and I've read that as incredibly low empathy. Like he just doesn't get, he just doesn't get why other, he doesn't understand that other people matter. Are you talking about Emmett? Yeah. Is that why he's such a dick? Yeah. He just, he's I like, I, my, my, my struggles are important. Everyone else. Yeah. I guess they're here too. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Okay. That's, and that's that gives, interesting. That kind of gives, this is why I constantly just kind of say whatever's on his mind. And he really yeah. doesn't respond. Like he sees other people are upset. He's like, I don't get why you're upset. I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just always thought he was just a self-centered jackass. No, you're thinking of Dirk, my other character, who's similar. <laughs> they all seem to blend into one giant they do. ball oh, of, uh, of jackassery. In my okay, Dirk is very aware of what he does to people. Emmett is not. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's okay, there's cool. different. Yeah. There's very different elements of it. They look the same on the outside, but they have different backstories <laughs> and reasons behind it. I, yeah. I have, look, I. I I, I'm trying to convince you I won't. Um, actually, speaking of backstory, um, there's, a, there's a segue back into the episode. So 
after Wednesday loses the fight, uh, she has to mm-hmm. go to the infirmary and she discovers Rowan there as well. Rowan being another mm-hmm. student. Uh, and he is someone who even the outcasts pick on because he's an outcast yes. among outcasts. And as she leaves the infirmary, a gargoyle nearly drops on her. But Xavier saves her uh, mm. and she wakes up back in the infirmary and she's very yep. mad that Xavier rescued her because at least her death would have been novel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. Uh, but it turns out that they have actually met before, that uh, she yes. saved him from uh, being creme- cremated with his grandmother mm. uh, when they played hide and seek at a funeral home back when they were like yeah, 10 or it's, something. It's a very quirky backstory. Um, and I liked it. It's good to see you haven't changed. If it makes you feel any better, let's just say I return the favor. Xavier Thorpe, you probably don't remember me. Last time we met, I was about two feet shorter, 40 pounds heavier. What happened? Puberty, I guess. I meant what happened the last time we met. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it was my godmother's funeral. Apparently she was friends with your grandmother and they spent their 20s together in Europe swindling the rich and notorious. I don't know, but. We were 10 and we were bored. Decided to play hide and seek. I had the inspired idea to hide in her casket. I got stuck as it was headed to the crematorium. I had heard muffled screams. I just figured your godmother had somehow cheated death and was trying to claw her way out. Either way, you hit the big red stop button and saved me from being flame broiled, so now we're even. I really like Jenna Ortega's acting during his story. While he's talking about mm-hmm. like, she's like, when, when did we meet before? And he goes through it and she, her eyes are like darting around as she's like searching her memory. And then her grin mm. as she realizes like, oh my God, I do remember this. It's yeah. such great wordless acting. Mm. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, but I, I like, I like how quirky it is. And I like that you can kind of see I mean, obviously not just from the fact that she couldn't remember until he sort of minded her, but, mm. like, he's obviously kind of like, oh, hey, girl. Mm-hmm. And she's just, well, to me, she just seems completely oblivious and just like, totally, eh. Yeah. Um, like, oh, thanks for saving me, not. Like, why couldn't you let me die? Also, who are you again? Um, mm-hmm. And I very much like that. Yeah, I like that as well. There's a ongoing thread that we'll see through here that they keep trying to make it feels like the other characters are trying to make a love triangle happen and wednesday just does not have any of it she's not interested yeah yeah so, that's that's not what i'm here for i'm doing other stuff <laughs> yeah uh but that giving that idea of giving characters shared backstory like they were connected like when they mm. were children yeah and just little bits of hey do you two know each other from that time you went to school together how do you feel yeah. about that mm. it's like it's easy ways of connecting characters and now kind of making them making us invested in that connection. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, like we've had it, we've had a few throughout our campaigns. Um, we've had a few different players or characters, um, you know, start off connected, you know, whether they be, you know, they start off as best friends, um, you know, and they, they're sort of joining together, um, yeah, and it's it definitely it definitely helps I think with the story and the cohesion of the group. I feel um, if there's a few connections there already. Yeah, I think it it's an easy way of just like building that the rapport between the characters yeah. and giving them a reason to hang around each other. 
Mm. There's um, a really great series of books that I've found from um, James D'Amato, who does the One Shot podcast. And they're very improv based, but one of the parts in the session zero is have things like you just roll a d20 and go, okay, the, the character across from you, why do you, what do you appreciate about, appreciate about them that you'll never tell them? Oh, I like that. And you can just do this for all of them. And I did this for a, a group I'm running for, and they ended up being the most supportive group of people, like, against each like for each other it's like what's the thing about the other person that you admire most and like what's the thing that um you wish you could be like them for and it was like wow you guys are like going to be really (laughs) close-knit yeah that's really cool it's working really well because they're meant to be a band who all went to um to uni together and then they decided to form a band and every time like it's a group of three and then one other person's come in and they're supposed to be the person who's sitting in for the session like they're just a, <laughs> yeah. a, a ring-in musician. So it really does feel like you've got your little in-group and you've got someone yeah. who's coming from the outside who might not click with everyone because yeah, they've totally. got this backstory. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's, it's really fun. Uh, so going through more of the episode, uh, Wednesday catches Thing and it mm-hmm. convinces... Do we do we say him for Thing? Is him he, him pronouns for yeah, Thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, he, he switches sides to obey Wednesday instead. And she decides to try to escape the school using her, I think she's going to go to the therapist twice a week. Yes. Yeah. The therapist apparently living in Stars Hollow, um, since they use the same set as in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Again, I'll have to yep. say your word for it. Yep. I knew, I knew it as I was saying it. I'm just like, you haven't seen, you haven't seen Gilmore Girls. You know Girls. what's funny? I feel like I should have. I, again, you should have. Shows, it's really like good. I would really enjoy it. Like I'm, I love words. <laughs> There's a lot of and words in, in Gilmore Girls. I know they use a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but no, I just have never, never gotten, never did and just never gotten around to it. I'm just looking on my shelves now and trying to see if I've got copies of the Gilmore Girls DVDs to lend you. Cause you should watch them. <laughs> they are really, they're classic family friendly entertainment. service that I've got. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm going to make someone watch One Tree Hill as well. Anyway, um, so the therapist uh, is Ricky Lindholm, um, which I was very pleased to see. I like Ricky Lindholm. There's just great, great actors in this show. Uh, Ricky Lindholm um, being one half of Garfunkel and Oates. Right. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, really fun um, all-female or uh, female duo comedy act that was around for early 2000s. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and how did you feel about the therapy session? Because I think, I'm just going to say, how did you feel about this? And then I'm going to keep talking. Um, Please do. Because, Please do. again, like the, the fencing scene, this is where we got to see Wednesday broads are blindsided a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't get to be the cool girl who's like, oh, I send mouse traps to my, to my pub, uh, publisher and things like that. It's like mm-hmm. she kind of gets to be a normal teenage girl a couple of times. Mm. And I just thought that was, that was, and particularly cute that she writes a, has written a series of novels about a teen girl detective called Viper. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I, look, I liked this scene. I, I felt like though, I can't remember this exact specific moments 
but I, I almost found it a little bit hard to read Wednesday in that I couldn't quite tell if she was just bullshitting the therapist or mm. um, but I guess that's the point, right? Um, I mean, who's to know? Um, but, I think she was always kind of being a bit smug and coy about it all. Yeah. Um, like she, she's always kind of bullshitting people a little bit. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, and keeping up that front. Um, yeah, look, I liked it, but I felt like the therapist was, I don't know, just a bit... A bit bland? Goofy. A bit goofy, yeah. Um, See, I, I like the goofiness that she was there. Like she was very much a soft person. She's got a very nice soft office and she's got nice soft clothing and her hair. That's down. true, yeah. And she just looks like this is a very comforting place and Wednesday looks very out of place there. Yeah, but she then, sticks out, yeah. Then there's those moments where the therapist's like, no, no, I can actually see what you're talking about and I know exactly what's going on in your head. I'm going to try to help you. Yeah, that's true. And I thought that was, yeah. that was really, like the fact that she's read the, the the novels and said, I'd like to delve into Viper's relationship with her mother. And yeah. this show is all about Wednesday's relationship with Morticia. Mm. And the fact that the therapist went, yep, that's what it is. That's what we need to talk about. I just really like, cause she's going to have that, that goofy front and just kind of get in under Wednesday's skin. And then yeah, just go, no, you, let's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I feel like could work as a, as a D and D like NPC as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, you know, someone that's just giving off this sort of silly facade. Um, but yeah, okay. then they hit you with something or, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to change my, my answer at the end of the episode because of this, I just realized that. <laughs> I was actually thinking that as I was saying that, I was like, yeah. oh, I change but no i'm yeah. not going to change i'm going to stick to my guns okay um so wednesday tries to escape anyway and as she's she's breaking out she bumps into a local farmer and has an accident that he's going to die in a car crash uh we haven't touched on the visions yet the visions i think we'll discuss in a future episode they're not so important in this episode sure um and she goes to the local cafe and tries to get a taxi and discovers the other corner of the triangle that the show or that the the boys keep trying to put her in Yes. <laughs> the name of Tyler? I mean, yeah, yeah. He yeah, looks, no, we'll go with that. He looks like Josh Hutchinson. He's Josh no, he Hutchinson. The one from, from Hunger Games. Yeah, he does not at all. He doesn't? I thought it was like the goofy curly hair. I thought he was supposed no. to be that slightly, slightly soft love interest. Mm, well, no. Like, okay. If you want to be specific and say he looks like Josh Hutchinson, then I will say emphatically no. Okay. You are incorrect. I, if you want I, to say he looks like a soft, curly-haired love interest, then sure. I don't um, remember what Josh Hutchinson looks like. <laughs> um, it's been he, yeah, he's kind of weird, but, I mean, that being said, like, I don't know whether it's the design of the show or not, but, like, I definitely liked him a lot more than the other option presented. Um, yeah. I do remember um, I was watching these with a friend and later on in the series, I think it was like episode four or something. Uh, my friend turned to me and said, none of these boys are attractive. <laughs> like 
I don't get it. And I'm like, that's because yeah, it's not them. a show about them. It's not about pretty boys. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would say Tyler's a pretty boy. Sure, okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he's not, yeah. Like, no, I feel like, like, Xavier, no, Xavier. no, thank you. <laughs> Xavier, no, Xavier can jump in a river. Um, <laughs> but, like, I feel like Tyler is, like, eh, he's okay. Like, I, I hate the way he talks. He talks so odd. Oddly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, mm, but, gross. But, yeah, I think he's all right. Mm. Um, I mean, he's no, he's no Enid, am I right? No, he's, well, who is, really? Enid's, yeah, Enid's a true. treat. She's a she's a <laughs> pure cinnamon scroll. Mm. Um, with, with sprinkles, with rainbow sprinkles. With sprinkles, with rainbow sprinkles, of course. Uh, so anyway, the there's a bullying sequence um, after Wednesday kind of makes friends with Tyler and mm-hmm. Tyler gets to be like, oh no, I'm going to stop these bullies picking on Wednesday. She's like, I don't need your help and beats the living shit out of them. Yeah, it's awesome. Another little fun action sequence and the sheriff arrives. Uh, who turns out to be uh, Tyler's dad. Mm. So that's a nice little collection there too. And as Weems goes to take Wednesday home, uh, the sheriff's like, wait, you're an Adams? Your father's meant to be in jail for murder. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, probably. He's probably murdered a bunch of people. He's Gomez Adams. (laughs) There's like so many bodies on the Adams estate. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like, I guess I, my first reaction was that too. But then I was like, well, actually, now that I think about it, they never did they ever kill anyone, like, in the 90s movies? Like, I don't know. Like, why did they just assume he was just a, a murderer? But I think there's unexplained disappearances. I think it's like, oh. like a kind of case, like, when you have a massive Venus flytrap on the lawn and it's, like, it's adhering to all the council safety things where people still come near it and get eaten. It's, like, I didn't technically <laughs> kill them and murder them, but they died on my property, so... Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they actually um, murder people, but people are known to die around them. And yeah. so, again, I was, like, yeah, sure, that's probably what happened here as well. <laughs> Someone just died and they blamed, Wednesday, blamed Gomez. It's, like, yeah, that yeah. tracks. Uh, so, Wednesday and Weems go back to Nevermore... And they spot that, that that farmer that she saw early is dead in a car crash. And we just get a random shot of his like neck completely broken for some reason. Yeah, it's that like, was nasty. Yeah, I'm not sure why they had to do that. And then we get this amazing montage of of Wednesday playing the cello out on the balcony. Oh, uh, yeah. Playing, um, um, what is it? What's the song? It's the Rolling Stones. Is it Metallic is... Um, no. Is it Enter Sandman? No, it's um, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. Paint it black. It's painted black. Oh. Or I thought Why it was painted black. Metallica? I don't know. Do they do maybe a Metallica one? Maybe, maybe. She do, maybe she does a Metallica one in the town when they do the town one. Yeah, maybe that's Or maybe I'm mixing it up. Maybe they do painted black for that one and this is for the Metallica one. Either way, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's awesome. We get like this little montage of her playing and we see Rowan going to the library and like taking a page out of a book and Tyler's going through his dad's case files and his dad's got like this red string murder board and um, <laughs> it's like all this stuff and like Fawnhill's all creepy and feeding Venus flytraps. It's like, these is like, we've kind of got all the characters at all different mm. points and I just uh, montages they're so good yeah uh, and then Enid shows up again because yay <laughs> and, and we get a bit of backstory for Enid because she can't she can't become a full wolf yeah yeah which is kind of sad 
Yeah. And but like it doesn't surprise me, I guess, because maybe because she's just so cute. So you sort of can't imagine her. I can't imagine her as like a, you know, like a I don't know, like a like a full starry monster. I I um, like it because it means she's a puppy. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. That's cute. And it just one hundred percent like is literally her. Yeah, it's like all everything about her screams puppy, and it makes sense that she hasn't been able to mature yet. Hmm. Because she's still, like, she's so happy to see Wednesday. She skips everywhere. She's just joyful in general. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's the actions of a child. That's mm. so just, yeah. And then she's just really sad because maybe she'll never become a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we get Wednesday's backstory as well about Nero the Scorpion. <laughs> yeah. I I felt sorry for her here. Yeah, I, I did too. It's just a nice little thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's devastating losing a pet, whether that's a scorpion or whether it's, you know, a dog or a cat. Mm. Just, um, it's just nice. And again, it's like that the characters are bonding. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, it's yeah, that it shows, of- I guess, their own versions of... of... Of the same thing, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, they've both opened up about something. They've both been vulnerable to each other. Mm. And that gives them... I mean, I guess that's role-playing, isn't it? That when you're vulnerable... Like, role-playing is about vulnerability. And if you're not committing to it, if you're kind of closing off, you're closing off other people's role-play as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's just it's just nice to, like, go... They both kind of reach out. Mm-hmm. And Enid, I love that Enid gets the line just saying, I still think you're weird as shit, though. Because <laughs> it feels like a show where people should swear more, but Wednesday is not somebody who would swear. Yes. Like, yes, I suppose. But I, I do like- agree that it feels like a show where they should swear more. Yeah. Maybe that's just our impression of teenagers today. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday gets Thing to deliver a message to Tyler, um, and she convinces him to give her a ride to the train station so she can skip the town on the day of the carnival. There's a carnival, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she's about to go with him. I think she distracts Weems with like a big, te- big panda. That's right. Which I just <laughs> like because she's usually dressed as a panda with the black and white. <laughs> uh so but then the the guys that she beat up in town show up again yes and they mean business yeah they've got baseball bats now and they're here Pipes. for revenge i like the recurring villains like this like i like that in rpg where it's kind of the same guys that you're always beating up particularly in a game where you're not killing anyone yeah it's like oh this guy again well we beat him up last time so well now he's got an he's got a grudge against you so he's gonna fight harder yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and as they're fleeing them, she bumps into Rowan and gets another vision of him dying. Or a vision mm. of him dying. So she follows him into the woods. And um, it turns out that he's the one that's a danger because he tries to kill her. Yeah. And he's the um, the one that dropped the gargoyle on her because his mother said that this girl is going to destroy the school. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. But there's some drawing that sort of looks like Wednesday. and Yeah. 
Um, it's all a bit odd. He seems super powerful, though, with his telekinesis. Um, and uh, But then... Then a monster attack. <laughs> and we get these big bug eyes looking directly oh, at camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. Look, I, honestly, I found it less believable that the picture that Rowan was showing flies away and then flutters down into Wednesday's hand while she's sitting over his dead body <laughs> than how fake the monster looked. <laughs> nah, nah. I feel like the monster just, I don't know. Hmm. Nothing else compared. I, I was just too, I was too much like, wait, the, what sort of fucking show is this? Like, hang on, like, is this some some goofy kids show like it was just it was weird like i feel like i was just thrown off a bit by the different sort of jumps in tone and you know like one second you're kind of like violent and gory and the next you've got this goofy looney tunes thing eating people <laughs> i mean i mean that's tim burden in a nutshell i know I, I know it is i know but i still i don't know whatever it was i just wasn't expecting it and so i was just very i was very thrown i think yeah um, yeah that's fair Oh, what? Yeah, it's just an. I think they made the right choice to show the monster in this first episode, though. Like, if you'd gone an entire eight episodes before you saw that, how disappointed oh. would you have been? Oh yeah, fucking that would have been ridiculous. I'd have been like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, how about just have a cool monster? Like, well, that costs a just lot not more. Make it a stoop- <laughs> well. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. No, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I'd like to... Hmm, I think once we get more into the monster, we'll talk about how you might make it into an actual RPG monster. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Monster of the Week, this works really well for as another RPG game. Uh, anyway, back at Nevermore Academy, and um, and Wednesday gets the call from her parents on a crystal ball, which is just a nice little touch. Because that yeah, means cool. all of this episode has just been a week of her life. Yeah. Uh, and there's like a look to camera. This is where it reminds me so much of Veronica Mars because there's that moment her parents kind of ask her a question like, how's it been? And she kind of sits there and there's the voiceover and you're like, is she just sitting there? Like not saying anything to them for a good minute and a half. <laughs> yeah. But it's all, Veronica Mars is very much like, dear diary, how do I tell the, how do I ask the boy that I really like if he's actually a murderer? kind of stuff and that's what this is it's like mm. how do i tell yeah. my parents that i've nearly been killed and i'm doing this and that and <laughs> i've made enemies already yeah it's just really fun and then she yeah, like no, has the, the look to camera before the end mm. yeah and realizes that she actually is enjoying herself at school yeah there's just so I have so many thoughts about the breaking of the fourth wall for shots like that in this show. Mm. And it's Yeah, I, I'm I can't really put them into words yet. Mm. But there's another time when the um when the old lady drops off the hiker before he gets murdered, she looks to camera as well. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't actually I guess I mean, obviously, I, I saw it, but I didn't really, I guess, didn't really stick out in my mind. Um, but you're right. Like, it does seem, I guess, like, significant and interesting. But mm. I also would not have words to describe. The best thing like, I can think of it going on. is when this happens, they're based, the show's basically saying, hey, you, 
you watching this, get on board. Mm. Because with the the woman in the thing, it's like that's right before the werewolf reveal is. So it's like, yeah, werewolves are in here. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what a werewolf is and we know what a werewolf is. So great, we don't have to discuss it. And this is like, <laughs> hey, you're on board with the show now. Wednesday's looking at you. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the episode. I pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about for um, for RPG inspiration. Mm. Uh, there's probably a few things that will come up in future episodes too. Uh, yeah. Anything that you'd like to touch on, Elise? Uh, not. I don't think so. Um, I like. Yeah, we. I, I think one of the things that I really liked, which we already discussed, was when they were introducing us to the the different sort of the factions at the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought that was really. I just like. I like particularly as as we said, the Gorgons, the Sirens. I like that it was something different that we hadn't mm. necessarily seen before, um, and like I almost would love to see something like that in. D and D—it's tricky because obviously, any I believe anywhere well, we've come up against. Actually, no, we because we were actually we were allied with some werewolves, weren't we? At one point, we were, we were, yeah, yeah. and some werebears um, but and like, like it, ravens and stuff. It yeah. would be cool, I guess, to to walk into a town and it's literally like full of werewolves and vampires, and you know. Whatever <laughs> you know, in insert other D and D, you know, sort of monster here, and they're all actually relatively friendly, and they're all you know in their little groups, and you know, like entering like some kind of like creature tavern. I don't know, it would be cool. May I interest you in a game called I Hunt, which is very much like that, uh, set in the modern day? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm trying to slip I Hunt into every episode. <laughs> you, you may interest me in a lot of games, mm. um, but. I struggle to, uh, to find I the think, types, you already I know. Think, <laughs> I think Monster Hearts is very much designed for something like that because while the base concept of it is that you're a monster and everyone else in the town is normal, except for the other monsters in your party, you're all kind of like just joined together. There's no reason why that has to be the case. Like mm, there's... Mm-hmm. The game isn't like Vampire the Masquerade where you're monsters in a regular world and you've got to go out and feed. It's more like you are teenagers. Also, sometimes you have to drink blood. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So you're much more dealing like you've got to organize a party and you've got to deal with the other people in your homeroom and you've got to deal with Mm. the crush that you've got on the teacher and the the person who's got a crush on you. So you've got to deal with everything else going on. And it's just, but also it's the full moon and you might turn into a werewolf that night. So (laughs) it's just drama. And yeah. That's the kind of thing here where it's the same thing. It's like everyone's kind of a vampire or a werewolf yeah. or a siren. That's and true. It's just an added element to the drama. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so there's one last thing that we're going to have to do before we sign off, and that is pick a character from the show that we've just watched and talk about how we'd use them as a player character or an NPC in one of our games. Uh, and I'm going to let you go first because I changed mine halfway through the show. Well... Even though I said I was going to stick to my gun, <gasps> I have changing also too? changed. Yes! Um, I am actually going to go with Enid um, Ooh, going as, an N- as an NPC. Okay, okay. Um, I just feel like sh- I can I can literally be, like imagine, you know, I can almost hear us sort of talking about it is, you know, we, we meet this 
this little rapscallion in this town mm-hmm. that we go visit and, you know, she or he, um, you know, is doesn't really have many skills but she's, you know, they're so excited and, and exuberant and they just want to join with us and, and come and follow us everywhere and see what mm-hmm. we do and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're so happy and, you know, like a golden retriever puppy. Um, we would adopt them so fast. Well, some of us would, but also some of us would be like, can you get the fuck out of my face? Um, I don't know who you're referring to in that, <laughs> that regard. And um, I just feel like it would just be something that would be really fun to, to role play, um, you know, how we interact with this, this person. And, and, you know, we, we leave the town and we're like, okay, bye. And they're like, okay, bye. And then like, you know, two days later in the jungle and we keep thinking someone's following us and then it turns out it's mm-hmm. them, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, take me with you. Um, yeah, I just feel like that would be really fun to role play. Kind of like the party hanger on that you want to take care of, but it isn't exactly like a... Um... A, they're not really helping you out. Yeah, they're not helping you, but they're also not a drawback. It's like you're kind of there and we just like having you around sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick Valerie Therapist because I've forgotten mm-hmm. what her name is. <laughs> the Ricky Lindone <laughs> character. Um, because I really like the the kind of fluffy but very insightful character. I'd make them much mm-hmm. more. Well, actually, I could feel like I could make them for a player character as well. If she was a player character, I'd probably make her like a druid or like something more of a therapist oh, yeah. character or even a cleric. Yeah, and like just be some like, spiritual, yeah. Yeah, like kind of a bit ditzy as well. And then, but just be watching everyone at all times and just know the right thing to say at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that as an NPC as well, because as a game master, you get to see everything the characters are doing. So it's much easier to have that, that NPC who wasn't there but is able to have the insight into the characters and know exactly what to say at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, So that is it for us for this week. Um, Feel free to follow us on Instagram. Uh, It's at dndntvpod. Uh, You can chuck an at gmail.com on the end of it if you'd like to send us emails and questions. Uh, Some of the questions that we've come in, uh, just some corrections from the bonus episodes that were just up. Yes, I know that Jerry Bruckheimer didn't uh, produce or direct uh, Phantom of the Opera. It was Joel Schumacher. Uh, And yes, I know Ray Winston wasn't in the Harry Potter films. Um, So please stop sending those questions in. Um, (laughs) I'm sure there'll be other ones that people want to correct me on. Uh, the rest of them I just don't care about. Yeah, if you'd like to give us your thoughts on Wednesday, um, give us reviews on the podcast, that'd be great. You can do so wherever podcast catches a fan and allow you to review. It's really useful. Um, what else do I have to say? Um, thanks for listening. That's always nice. <laughs> we really appreciate it, and particularly if you want to share it out to other people. Um, Elise, did you want to say anything? Um... No, just thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, it's great to have you back. And <laughs> being patient with me trying to fit this in. Um, but, yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun to, to chat about TV. And I don't necessarily yeah. bring all the D&D knowledge that might be required. Um, but but you have player hopefully I Hopefully I bring a, a tiny, tiny little something. That's, that's the thing. You have the, the player ideas and at the table aspect. It's like I'm always thinking about what, how to make a monster. You're just like, how do I fight a monster? It's much, much yeah, more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, until next time, uh, everyone stay safe, be kind to yourselves, may all your hits be crits, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.
This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. Always was, always will be. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.